just did a full episode and then uh, realized it was recording via the wrong microphone. Oh my god, I was on the radio today. This week. That's a thing that happened this week. I couldn't remember anything that happened this week. Hello, welcome to Hyperlocal Celebrity, a podcast about my life and work as a freelance musician in the gig economy. Um, we're gonna we're gonna play that segment because I completely forgot that I was on the radio this week. <laughs> I was like, I just recorded an episode um, using the, the the wrong microphone. It was like still on my laptop microphone, and I was like, the, uh, we're done. <laughs> Completely forgot that I was on the radio this week. <laughs> my God. Okay, let's play that segment, and I'll listen in as well, and then we'll review afterwards. That's Esther, recorded in Llys Llewellyn in St Fagans. Uh, as part of the Horizons project, we took 40 artists over the weekend to the 10th anniversary of the Food Festival at St Fagans, curating with Tavwell Festival. It was a delightful weekend, two more tracks to come. And this next one was a bit of an experiment, to be honest. Um, I was thinking this could work or it could be a disaster to take a very traditional instrument but an artist who doesn't play it in a traditional way. So Sam Hickman, the singing harpist, is a very entertaining woman and opened the show for us on the Sunday and the crowd absolutely lapped it up so I'm so glad that she had a fantastic set. And we've got the closing track of the set which is a cover the Simple Joys of Maidenhood by Camelot by Sam Hickman. Where are the simple joys of maidenhood? Where are all those adoring, daring boys? Where's the knight pining so for me? He leaps to death in woe for me. Where are Solo. 
are those sweet, gentle pleasures gone for good? Shall a feud not begin for me? Shall kith not kill their kin for me? Where are the simple joys, harmless, convivial joys? Where are the simple joys of me? Yeah. <laughs> Sam Hickman and the Simple Joys of Maidenhood from the musical Camelot. And uh, you weren't expecting a kazoo solo there, were you? You weren't expecting the harpist to be looking for the kazoo under layers of chiffon. And now you have a wonderful image of that very live show, the opening act of the bandstand stage in the village of St. Fagans. It was wonderful. Sam, thank you so much uh, for playing and for entertaining the crowd. One more track live from St. Fagans to squeeze into the show tonight. This is Rosehip Tea House and Same Sky. Oh God, oh, there we go. <laughs> and we're back. Wow, um, I think we can all agree that I am an astounding talent. I think that's what we what we all should glean from this. Okay, so Monday at like 5 p.m., um, the woman, the presenter of the program, Facebook messages to me and is like, what was the set that you played at St. Fagans? And I was like, uh, these are all of these ones. I don't think you can play the first one because I fully swore. Uh, <laughs> I fully just went fuck halfway through <laughs> and so she's like we're gonna play the last one because the sound because the crowd noise at the end is really good and I'm like oh well th- I tried my best uh the cool down at the beginning of the of the set did not help <laughs> like, truly 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 honestly honestly just ugh, my goodness what an adventure okay um yeah, um, so firstly, I am an astounding talent, and I think we can all agree on that. <laughs> I'm never a risk, I'm only a liability. <laughs> I'm never a risk, only a liability. Um, I I also think I kind of play harp in a traditional way. Like, I think, honestly, I, the only thing I'm doing is um, having fun. I think that's the main difference here, is I'm having as much fun as I physically can. Um, yeah, it, like at the end of the day, I'm just playing chords and arpeggios, uh, and I, I'm playing a kazoo. Um, wow, yeah. Um, I uh, I sound very tired in that recording. I like I just I just do like the kind of very shrillness of it. I'm clearly like vocally, I'm clearly not particularly open nasally. I think it was because because it was eleven a.m. <laughs> Because it was 11 a.m. on a Sunday and I had been up since 8 to get into full fucking drag for it. Oh my goodness. Um, uh, my other thoughts of this is there is like way too much reverb on the voice. Like it's like just like I'm in a pool. Like I'm just inside a swimming pool that has been emptied for for winter. And um, that it's very much drowning in, in reverb. Just a bit too much for my liking. Um... Yeah, um, they, oh, 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 the bit that I hate, the bit that I hate, that was a choice. I like having, like, recordings of myself doing things because, like, I can always go back and listen to it and then, like, listen to the the, the choices that I made vocally and then, like, like, 
see if they worked or not. So, um, and let their blood be spilled for me, um, was really good. Like, I liked that one because I put a little bit of a growl on it, um, which I think was really fun. Um, and then, yeah, I, um, I, I blow a lot. <laughs> like, all of my, like, consonants and things were, like, peaked and clearly, like, 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 disturbed the mic. I'm like, oh, Broadway, honey. <laughs> I'm classically trained. <laughs> Meaning I'm just a nightmare. I'm just a nightmare because I just, like, all of my consonants are just like, ha, ka, Like, made and designed to ruin a microphone. <laughs> to ruin a recording. The bit that I really don't like is I did um uh the the first time I do um Kiss Not Kill Their King Kin for me, I I wanted to do what Julie Andrews does. Okay, so in this recording, Julie this is what Julie Andrews does in the original um Camelot recording. Here you go. So I think what she does is instead of I in my mind for some reason I translated that as um, kind of this weird Sprechzimmer kind of um, technique, but in reality she's just over pronouncing the consonants and cutting off the notes earlier. <laughs> there you there you go there you go if you want to get technical with it she's just that's all she's doing um and for some reason I did that completely wrong and it sounded terrible but the second time around that it came back around it sounded really good um okay um the kazoo solo is fucking iconic and I will hear nothing else like honestly if you had said five years ago hey all you need to do is play the kazoo while you do all your nonsense and people will love it, I would have saved so much time. Like, honestly, I would have saved so much time and energy and effort being good at my job when all I really needed to do is dress like a beautiful forest nymph and um, play the kazoo. Um, I just, I love it. So, so for this, I was like looking in my pocket. So I'd already done for like my second number, no, third number I did Don't Leave Me This Way from the album. And that has a kazoo solo during the live show. Um, and so like I already, so like the first time I find my kazoo, it's really easy. The second time it's always for some reason very difficult because it's somehow moved. So like I'm searching for this kazoo. I was searching, I was searching. It's like in the layers of this gown because I'm wearing the Taylor Green gown. Um, <laughs> I, I get it. It falls under my seat. I have to like pick it up. And then like I do the I do the solo. The solo's fantastic. And then I put it down underneath my bum as I am ought to do when I'm recording and when I'm performing the like Simple Toys of Manhood. And it just slid across the stage. So when I go by kazoo, it's cause the kazoo has literally fallen off. <laughs> the seat and then just slid halfway across the stage of this like gazebo <laughs> yeah so that was um that was incredible um uh yeah it was it was a delight honestly what a what a what a delight for me old sammy hickman do i get a check from this i don't know but i hope so but i don't i don't think so because i didn't write it this is a learner and low classic um yeah, it's 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 very interesting how like my my nonsense doesn't fit in nicely with this. Like truly like the one before is like this smooth jazz lady and then it goes into like me just like <laughs> just like the peaks McGee. We'll we'll call it peaks McGee, a glamour magoo who is a peaks McGee just peeking all the time on these microphones. Um 
and, and then it goes into like alt like alt indie rock and I'm just like oh I'm <laughs> I, I, hello <laughs> it's me I guess hi um yeah it, it's it's interesting so it's really interesting. Um, oh, and someone tweeted at me. Someone tweeted at me. Someone tweeted at me, which um, truly had me gagged, gooped, and bewildered. Um, gagged, gooped, and bewildered. Um, let me find it because it made me. It made me chuckle to high heaven. Heaven, hold on. Oh my goodness. When did this happen? Many months ago, I assume. Many months ago. Um, my God. Okay. Oh, oh, here we go. Um, so I put the a little clip of the recording on my Twitter, and someone called Craig McDonald. Hi, Craig. Um, tweeted. Um, that blew me away at some faggins. What blew me away at some faggins was your breath control and range. Walt sat down, playing the harp. The kazoo was just showing off. And I retweeted it, adding, um, adding live music now, UK. <laughs> and then he took it down seven minutes later because I was like, this man may not know what he's doing. <laughs> this man may not know he is addressing a seemingly natural talent. <laughs> I was like, I, I also don't want to bother their Twitter person. They're probably got other things going on. <laughs> But it really made me laugh. Oh my goodness, it made me laugh so much. Um, yeah. So the be- the 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 best thing about this one was that when I do um the final little like phrase of uh, the simple joys of maidenhood, I sometimes run out of breath and have to go <gasps> hood. <laughs> and this time I didn't, and it was on the radio, so that's good. That's good. I'm I'm getting better every day. <laughs> But I'm sick. <laughs> um, so I was listening to that, and then I was listening to the show recording from a couple of weeks ago. Literally the next, like, four four days after the St. Fagans Festival, I then did the show. Um, and I, have a, and we, I did it as an encore for the show. And um, the last little cadenza I'm going to play, because it is fucking wild for some reason I'm doing like the start a little war and for some reason I go to a top B flat <laughs> we're gonna roll the clip roll the clip not be carried off or better still cause a little the end yeah 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 um yeah i don't know why i went up to a b flat because that's not 
<laughs> that's, that's not a core that's not like it's like the the fifth of the of the subdominant like it's it's i don't know why that was like the thing <laughs> that was like the note i knew it was because i couldn't get the c <laughs> I, like, I couldn't get the c so here we are <laughs> oh my goodness yeah um oh by the way the show recording sounds really good and that's coming up in like a couple of episodes time so um hold on to your butts hold on to your butts or if you can't wait and you are london-based i am in the Drayton arms theater on the 23rd of october doing my one woman show there um tickets are expensive and um you have to sit through the first act of something i think it's poems i think they fucking put me on as a second act of poems but hey it'll be fun promise or someone's gonna do a sad poem Ugh, never mind never mind anyway um yeah it's really interesting having two recordings of me doing the same thing like three days apart um wait sunday monday tuesday three days apart um because it's just like i don't know like like and especially like doing morning one and then like an evening one it's really interesting to see how my voice sounds like doing the same thing in a slightly different environment it's very interesting but also wearing the same thing interesting anyway um yeah there we go i was on the radio this week and that was thrilling i also um i also watched okay i watched two things um i watched two things and i think they're fun i watched barbara streisand doing a happening in central park um which is barbara streisand in like 1967 or something did like a a big outdoor concert in Central Park in like the middle of February or something ridiculous and like millions of people turned up because it's Barbara Streisand at the heat at like the very height of her fame just like like there and I realized she only does one voice and I um and I respect that honestly I also watched her do the Judy Garland show would recommend that episode of the Judy Garland show I think it's nine or eight or seven or six or five or three or two or one anyway it doesn't matter it's the one where she does bewitched bothered and bewildered it's the one that she also does um get happy with judy garland which everyone's like oh my god wonderful it's not it's not it's fine it's fine you know what's really interesting ethel merman's guest appearance in that she does like a surprise cameo and everyone's like what and it's so convincing that it's like what a surprise who would have thought (laughs) and ethel merman turns to judy turns to barbara streisand goes so i hear you're the new belter it's it's really good would recommend that that is a that is an iconic piece of of wonderment anyway they they're like we should all sing a song as we're all here it's like judy and barbara and ethel and they all go sure give us a note and then they all belt there's no business like show business it's great i'm really excited for judy the movie um i don't know if it's gonna be good or not but hey i'll watch it i will watch it and i'll probably go by myself in the middle of the day because i'm very free this month um yeah uh, that was that was like anyway barbara streisand only does one accent she does like okay it's really noticeable um in funny funny girl funny girl when she's doing the the Swan Lake parody where she's like, look at me, I'm a swan. Um, is that right? Wait, no, it's like a little bit more nasal. It's like, 
I'm a schwan. Look at me. That's that's it. Um, like that's the that's the voice that Barbara Streisand. That's the one voice she's like. Give it back to the boys and the bees. That's it. That's Barbara Streisand's voice. <laughs> and I like that she found the one thing she could do, and she just did that. Like like she can do everything else really well, and she can do the one accent good. <laughs> and that's all she needs. That's all she needs because she's Barbara fucking Streisand. Anyway, Streisand. Um, yeah, what a, what a delight. So I was walking in Queen's Arcade the other day. This is unrelated, but hey, <laughs> hey, that's what this podcast is. Welcome to Hyperlocal Celebrity, a show about my life and work as a freelance musician in the gig economy. I was Sam Hickman. <sighs> so I was in Queen's Arcade the other day. It was raining, blah, 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 blah. I was walking past this woman and I was like, I was like, I know that pattern on her raincoat. Where do I know that pattern on their raincoat? And then I looked down and I was like, oh, it's, it's my raincoat. And I like held it up and I was like, we have the same raincoat. And she was like, good choice. And I looked back and went, good taste. And then we both threw our heads back in laughter and walked in separate directions. It was really fine. It was, it was a great moment for me this week. <laughs> Maybe better than being played on the radio. Who can say? Anyway, I'm a star on the rise. That's all I can say to you. Um, I also watched The Politician, which... um. Ryan Murphy has cameras in my house. I am almost certain of that because this show is everything that I am and everything that I want to be. So I feel like he has looked through my um, browser history and, um, and, and, and knows everything and knows everything and sees everything. Okay, this show is firstly about um, teen politicians. I know it's a it's a, a racy high school drama about teen politicians. It has Gwyneth Paltrow in it. And when we first see Gwyneth Paltrow, who is portraying a very rich woman, a.k.a. Gwyneth Paltrow, um, she's wearing like a green caftan and painting a portrait. And you're like, oh, this show is for me. I understand now. Anyway, anyway, so it has that, and then, like, gay intrigue, LGBTQIA representation, like, it has everything. It has everything that I look for in a show. Jessica Lange doing a southern accent, poisoning her granddaughter. Like, honestly, honestly, spoiler alert, but honestly, 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 fabulous. Loved it. I was like... Like, the second episode, they do um, a Joni Mitchell cover, and I'm like, wait, wait, is this the best show on television? Will this, this is a Ryan Murphy extravaganza, so it probably gets really downhill next episode, next season. But I was like, oh, all they have to do now is have, uh, like, a Broadway star do, a, a like, a little cameo and, uh, um, and do some Sondheim, and this will be everything. And guess what? They fucking did Assassins. Like, halfway, halfway through, they just bring out Assassins. <laughs> and they do, and they do, I am unworthy of your word. Which, truly, I gagged. I was like, oh, this, this show is written for me. Just for me. And then the final episode, the goop of the gag is the final episode. Judith Light and Bette Midler show up. And you're like, oh, oh, this is... I must check my house for cameras. Because clearly, clearly, I'm in some form of weird fever dream where I have created this with just my brain power and sheer will alone. You know, it's like Barbara Streisand in the Oprah interview where she's like, I changed the color of the flowers outside my window. Did you hear about... Did you hear this? Okay. 
Barbara Streisand does a, an interview and in maybe let's say like 2003 or something. She's wearing all white, head to toe, turtleneck white, trousers white. She's doing great. Um, and she's telling the story of when she moved into an apartment in New York um, to do like Funny Girl or something. She's doing like a Broadway thing. Um, and and someone puts like some windows outside her, some flowers outside of her window in like a window box and they're orange. And Barbara Streisand hates orange. And she's like, she's like, oh no, these are orange flowers. And then, because and then, Barbara Streisand's, Barbara Streisand's horticultural ideals are very similar to my own, which is that the inside of your house and the outside of your house should match. Like, like if you have pink flowers outside, you should have, pink walls inside or like pink something inside or purple something inside makes sense honestly I've been doing it for years I feel like I've also talked about this on the podcast anyway Barbara Streisand is telling this story and the moral of the story is that Barbara Streisand like she was she like hated orange so much she hated these flowers so much and then one day she, she and then like that afternoon she looks at the flowers and they're suddenly silver <laughs> And she's like, I'm not saying that I changed the flowers' colors through my willpower alone, but I'm not not saying that. It's phenomenal. And Oprah is like, sure, sure, Barbara. <laughs> it's really good. If you get a chance to watch that, um, I don't know what it's called. I could not find it for you, but good luck. Um, it's It's absolutely fantastic. Just... Just iconic. Someone has texted me. Um, yeah, like, honestly. Oh, yeah. So Judith Light and uh, Bette Midler show up and it's a fever dream and I love it. Um, Inappropriate Patty followed me back on Instagram. And I feel like that's something that we as a as a nature have to address um i'm just so popular and busy um, i'm just so popular and busy anyway inappropriate patty is an instagram account by jonathan hoover and um he is a, a guy who does a really good patty lapone impression of patty lapone singing random musical theater things <laughs> so he's like all of this time i planned i be patient on you and love me again that's my impression of him doing Patty LuPone. <laughs> That's my impression of his impression. It's not a good impression that I have, but it's just so good because it's like all of the mannerisms of just like her like run on sentences and things. It's phenomenal. Would recommend it. <laughs> Would recommend it. I get a lot of joy from it. So here we are. Um. Anyway, so that's um. That's my recommendation of the week uh, from me, a very famous woman uh, who was on the radio and fully forgot she was on the radio. So <laughs> that's bizarre. That's so that's such a Sam Hickman move. Like, honestly, I'm just like, I'm too famous to even remember anymore. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to call it quits from there. Um, I'm at the Drayton Arms Theatre in London on the 23rd of October for their queer week. If you want to come and and watch me do my one woman show Marge in the Moon but Marge in London Marge in the Moon that's in London um yeah have a have a great week and we'll see you next time hyper local celebrity goodbye where are the simple joys of maidenhood where are all those adoring Oh
Not be carried off for better still 